0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 368 from February 25th, 1997. A Tuesday night show with guest Pavement. Yes, that's right, Monsters of Credibility, Pavement. A fan copy of this episode, running about 21 minutes, has been in the archive... For about four years, fans have been demanding a new release, hopefully a complete one. And now we finally have it, minus the two songs, of course. Adam talks about doing improv, how one woman in his group always wanted to kill him in the scenes. Caller Ann's boyfriend has been trying to get a three-way. She thinks she's attracted women, and she's pregnant. All in all, a classic low-line phone call. Adam uses the phrase, burlap sack full of bobcats. Adam opens the show by discussing last night's episode with Squirrel Nut Zippers and Chris from the band who he highlights as the least intelligent one. Talks about having to shut off Chris Mike a record number of times during the show, but compliments him on taking good spirits. Adam and Drew both uh, are saying a lot without saying anything about that episode. Adam gets in-depth about his uh, new home and his work on it, including his recent purchase of a Knack box, and he explains what one is to Dr. Drew. All in all, this is a classic episode. Uh, if you love the band Pavement, this is one of their rarest media appearances. If you love Adam Cruel and Dr. Drew, they get along really well with the band. And um, lots of great uh, energy and stories and callers. All around one of the best. A great episode. As per usual, it was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne com, the home of all your favorite podcasts and if you'd like to find more of my work and hear more of my projects please check out SuperfanGiovanni.com, mahalo and get it on the following program is a podcast one.com production <sighs> Two. Three.
1: Four. welcome Live
2: line. with adam carolla and dr drew
3: would you sleep with
2: may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're going to write
0: you till you can't stand up. Come
1: on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep
0: your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right.
4: Hey, we on? Yep. Yeah. Tonight, our guest, pavement. And, uh, of course, as always, Dr. Drew and myself, Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Whenever we have guests, uh, like uh, last night with the squirrel nut zippers, they're always impressed by the doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, because when you're listening, well, they were a fairly uh, educated group, right. except for Chris. right. And uh, I think I set the uh, all-time shut-the-mic-off record with Chris at least eight times. Boy was out of control, but it's all right. Nice enough guy. Certainly uh, had a good sense of humor about it, and I guess you have to. Here's the situation. Uh, When you listen on the radio, you hear Drew uh, spewing forth all this knowledge, you assume that uh, he's probably looking down some uh, some chart, uh, looking at some reference sheet, something like that. And when you're here in person, you're, you're more impressed because you're seeing him do this stuff without, uh, without the net. Yes, his sleeves are rolled up. There's no <laughs> net. There's no smoke. There's no mirrors. It's just Drew in that brain of his. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Pavement's going to be in here in a couple of minutes. We're going to take some calls. First, I want to talk about something. As you know, the ongoing saga that is my uh, house.
5: I I could tell you've got that on your mind. What's the deal? We have not mentioned it. We have not discussed it yet tonight, but I knew you were upset about it.
4: Really? All right. Well, here's the situation I bought a house up in the hills. The house is uh, 74 years old, and I used to be a contractor in my other life. And I bought, uh, I got a good deal on it. I bought it with the intent of fixing it up, but I didn't realize uh, how involved it was. Well, the whole house is torn apart, so on and so forth. Now, here's the situation. I got myself one of these knack boxes. What's that? Knack box is something you'll see in the back of a lot of uh, trucks and stuff. Now, they have the truck-mounted box. That's for the truck. And they have these big square job boxes. Right. It's five feet long. It's three feet deep and uh, three feet wide. Uh. And it takes a couple of padlocks, and you put all your tools in there because there's no way of securing my house. Mm. The other tools I have down in the basement with a lock on it. Oh. Anyway, came in uh, Sunday and noticed I uh, had about $800 worth of tools missing. Oh, you didn't mention that. Well, I was waiting to see. Uh, this was Sunday. I thought maybe somebody borrowed it to do uh. a little weekend job or something. Uh. Uh, no such luck. So... Uh, this is number one. Number two, uh, as I'm uh, leaving the job site today, one of the uh, $7 an hour guys comes up to me. A white guy, coincidentally. He's, he's suing you. Says, uh, No, he says. Uh, My back hurts. I'm suing you. He goes, uh, hey, man, uh, 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 somebody uh, somebody uh, took a dump in the tub upstairs. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Come on. I said, are you serious, man? He goes, yeah, they threw a sweater over it. I said, uh, I, and naturally, uh, I said, no, wait a minute. That was nobody. There's a working bathroom upstairs. There's one working bathroom in the house. It's upstairs uh, off of the uh, master bedroom. I said, there's a toilet that works upstairs. He said, I know. But somebody took a, somebody defecated in the tub and then covered it with, with a sweater. Somebody loves you. And I thought, Somebody's roaming around my house, you know at nights or on the weekends or what have you. The, the place is wide open. there's no way there's no way to keep anybody out. There's big gaping holes where there's going to be doors and where things were yanked out, windows and whatnot. and there's somebody's just uh, stealing my tools and defecating in my tub. It's really uh, it's really uh, the th- the story of the uh, of the three bears. <laughs> <laughs> is it the three Bears? Uh, somebody's been eating my porridge somebody's been stealing my tools and somebody's been crapping in the tub Now, what kind of uh, sick twisted bent individual craps in the tub I swear to you not more than 10 feet from this tub is a
5: perfectly functional toilet sure it's not some of the cronies you have working for you
4: I don't know if one of the guys has turned against me because my constant verbal abuse, uh, the verbal assault I wage on these guys on almost daily basis, because oh. my, you know, I, I, I these are like, uh, these are like uh, prisoners in a Japanese uh, camp, and I'm trying to, get, it's like uh, baton, and I'm trying to get them to build a bridge over the river Kwai. <laughs> but no, they all like me. I'm very nice to the boys because I used to be one of those guys, and I, uh, I appreciated it when someone treated me with some dignity. No, there's some outsider. A mole, we'll call him, coming into the house. Uh, could be a male, could be a female. I I'm wonder, guessing male. I
5: wonder. Uh, you know, I know who it is. Taking a
4: cramp in the tub.
5: I know who it is. Who? Your studying neighbor.
4: No. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. No, that big that tub of goo couldn't even make it up the stairs. Are you kidding? No. This is some sort of drifter. And I was thinking to myself when I was thinking about drifters. What happened to the, uh, remember the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Bill Bixby was a drifter. Whatever happened to the drifter who like came into town, uh, fixed a lawnmower, uh, uh, saved a woman, uh, took no pay, and then wandered off uh, down a lonely highway? Oh, they work in radio engineer, Mike. <laughs> now, now, drifters come in, they uh, steal a tool, they crap in the tub, they spray paint on something, they desecrate uh, another thing, and then they leave. Huh. So, what am I supposed to do? I, I, you know, I just like put a note in the tub. Uh, please, uh, do not have a movement here. There's a, a master bath, uh, not more than a poops throwaway. You you can use that. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's really, uh, I feel raped. I really do. When a God. man craps uh, in another man's tub. Well, that's why when
5: they say you've been crapped on,
4: yes. you know what it feels like. Now. Yes, yes, there's foreign dookie. And then the, the guy who was uh, obliged to remove it, by the way. Uh, of course, uh, you didn't do it. No, I was so I, I was I was shaken. I had to sit down and have a, pour myself a drink. Luckily, I had a flask. He said, uh, and then he got into the descriptions of it. Oh yeah, there's all. And another guy said, "Well, I'll tell you what we could do. We could uh, we could take it down to the lab and uh, we could analyze it and find out what kind of food was in there and perhaps like uh, trace the sphincter that it came from." us like, okay, Quincy, relax. <laughs> Somebody go clean the crap up, and uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. What sure, do you got to do? Sure. What's wrong with this society? I don't know. There are not enough prisons in this society to hold uh, all the criminals. There are not a, a, a large enough police force. It, it is pride. Forget about laws. You can never, we will never have a, a big enough police force to stop a man from coming into another man's house and cramping in his tub. <laughs> only pride. Only parroting. Parenting? Parody? Parenting, that's right. I said parroting. Right. Only parenting, do only that. upbringing will stop a man from cramping in another man's tub. We don't tub, do that. And we don't do it. All right, let's get to it tonight. Mark, thirteen. You're on love line. Hello. You know the funny thing is, is when when he said "there's crap in the tub," I had to think for a second. Geez, maybe. (laughs) Nah, no, okay, it wasn't me. So I have been known to crap in a tub or two. Mark. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Um, my ex girlfriend, like, she calls me and stuff, and wants me to have sex with her.
5: Your ex girlfriend.
6: About what I should do.
5: Your ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you have these kinds of discussions with an ex girlfriend?
6: Um. Well, I've known her for a long time, and I guess she like likes me again or something. How old
5: is she? She's thirteen. Also. Is she trying to lure you back by these uh, suggestions?
4: I, I would guess yes. Yeah. You're thirteen. You have an ex who's co- who wants uh, some uh, casual, uh, unattached sex.
7: Mm-hmm. I guess.
4: Holy Christ, True. You never thought about that at 13. You had no ex at 13. No, no. I had some, like, uh, kid with a Dennis the Menace haircut and a tooth missing coming over and wanting to play a little, uh, like, uh, mumbly peg or something. Forget sex. Mm. All right. Mark, you don't want to have sex with her? Well,
6: I do, but I'm not sure, like, because I think... She told me that she was molested before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. There you go.
5: And so no, don't get in. I'm not sure. Mark, about... let, let her be. Time out. Stay away from her. She's your ex. You don't really care about her. If, if you were desperately in love with her, you know, it would be one thing, but you really don't care about her. Yeah. Even if you did care about her that much, you shouldn't be having sex with her, certainly not with her history such as it is. It's in her best interest not to be involved with somebody, not to be having sex with anybody. She doesn't really understand
4: No, and the whole reason you had sex with her in the first place at or 12 did, did and a you, half. Did you? Yes. No? no? Oh, I thought she was calling wanting more. No, yeah, no. I thought no, he just, said he wanted more just sex. Just to have a period. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still a virgin? Yeah. All right. Stay that way. Stay that way. Plenty of
5: time. Plenty of time.
4: All right? Yeah. All right. All right, Mark. Yes. Uh, the woman, uh, something was up with her. And I knew it the second she called requesting sex at yeah. age 13. Yeah. Uh, totally um, abnormal. Although... It's getting less and less abnormal.
5: In a society where people crap in other people's tubs, Drew, can you believe that? Really what you got to ask yourself is why is it the people that are the most screwed up sometimes become the sort of the leaders and the icons in, in uh, adolescent cultures? You know what I mean? That's why you're saying it's less and less abnormal for somebody like this last 13-year-old it's because the 13-year-olds kind of follow the, 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 the ones that are the least healthy.
4: Well, we're living in a society where we take idiots and put them on a pedestal. I mean, you know, yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. There's a guy with some significant uh, troubles, yes. emotionally, yes. mentally, and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, the powers that be get together and go, "Hey, let's give him a TV show." Yeah. There you go. Hundred years ago, you go, "Hey, let's lock this fruitcake up. Yeah. Let's not let him around your children." Yeah. Now right. he's uh, doing sneaker endorsements. Yeah. We take every whack job in the society and and give him a give him a platform. Here's a platform. Here's a bullhorn. Here's an audience. Go ahead. Oh, same management. Oh, that's right. Well, look, I'm the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> they
5: gave him another whack job—the the bullhorn. All right, all but, right. Uh, I think PT Barnum would be proud. Thank you, Jenny. Twenty-seven. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey.
8: Um, I got a question for you. Actually, two two questions. One question was that the other um, time you got Dr. Drew had mentioned that if somebody who has large breasts were to do um, chest exercises, that it will have no effect on firming the breast.
4: I questioned him on that. Did I not, Jenny?
8: Correct, you did. I'm very proud of
5: you. Thank you. So, man.
8: I have a question. So, what what happens to the bodybuilder, to the female bodybuilders? I mean,
5: look at them. They, they, they're
8: not doing chest exercises.
5: They have most bad. them. Most of them have implants. Yes. And if they don't have implants, you don't see much breast tissue.
8: Okay. So, so then, how how can I firm my? I mean, um, I'm, I'm, there has to be some kind of way for me to.
5: How uh,
4: big are you, chair, Jenny? Pardon me. How big are you?
8: I'm a 36 double D.
4: Uh-huh. How big is the rest of you?
8: Um. yes. see, my waistline is 28. My um, hips are 38 also. Okay. So I'm about medium build, I guess. I'm
4: adding two to every dimension you gave me.
8: You are so sweet.
4: Two feet. Uh, <laughs> Jenny, all right, so you're, uh, you're, you're prime breeding stock is what you are. More or less. You could have a child and not know it.
8: No, okay. I would know it. All
4: right, I'm sorry. Uh so uh how tall are you?
8: I'm five three.
4: Mhm. And what are you coming in at? About uh buck fifty five, buck sixty?
8: No, actually one forty five. Really? Yeah. All
4: right, but that's uh that's totally dehydrated and with a shaved head. No. Okay. All right, listen. On your mom's uh on your mom's uh scale and, that's and on three inches genuinely... of bad carpeting in the bathroom. In
8: my, in my mother's family, females tend to have large thighs and big breasts.
4: Right. And that's all right. The curse is when you got the big thighs and the small breasts. Oh, true. Yes, you're in total proportion. Okay. Thanks. All right. So what do you want to do? You want to lift the breasts, right? Yeah. All right. No real good way to do Consult it. Consult a plastic surgeon.
8: Uh, can't have it.
4: All right. Then uh, find a man who loves you. Right.
5: That's
8: right. Okay, fine. I mean, you
4: listen. You can do some, uh, some, some. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of the, the. You can do some bench press, and you can uh, you can do some back. flies, and do some of that pec stuff, and all that. It's certainly not going to hurt anything, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll make you stand up a little straighter, and maybe it'll lift something half a centimeter. But it's, I don't believe it's going to be any noticeable difference.
5: No. no. That's why plastic surgeons do what they do.
4: Yes, but they don't really have the breast lift. Yeah, they do. Dr. Marcel. He said no? He said no. I was saying, right. you know, I, whenever I come around, you know, we both have a love of breasts. H- him from a more clinical standpoint, me from a more uh, ogling standpoint. But when I talk to Dr. Marcel at the, uh, I think we're at the K-Rock Weenie Roast or something.
5: What the hell do you guys talk
4: about? We have a few beers and we talk about breasts. Incredible. And I'm uh, mesmerized a by sunny that.
5: beautiful day <laughs> backstage and you're talking about that again.
4: <laughs> He's really, he's a uh, uh, part doctor, part uh, concert promoter, ah, this okay. uh, Dr. Marcel, All the plastic surgeon. Right. And I said to him, is there breast lift? And he said, no, we can make the breast smaller. We can uh, put implants in and make the breast larger. But there's no real thing that would take large breasts and just lift them up.
5: Oh, I thought there—I had thought there was a procedure like that. Mm,
4: not according to him. He, but he,
5: I guess they have to shrink him a little bit to yeah. do that. Well, he was drunk, that too, so
4: let's not hold it against him. Nikki, 21. Hi. Hey.
9: I, I know what you're going through with your house building. My dad helped me make, build our our house like this summer. It's terrible.
4: And anyone crap in your tub? No. Hmm. All right, then you don't know the pain I'm feeling, do you, Nikki?
9: <laughs> well, my dad works in construction. All right, then
4: he vet. knows. He knows the pain I'm feeling. But yeah. Is he a Vietnam vet who's strung out on painkillers?
9: No, he's not that old yet. Really? Yeah, he's only forty.
4: Oh, all right. There's still hope. Most of the guys I worked with were vets strung out on painkillers.
9: Yeah. See. Um, I have a question. Yeah. And big problem, um, now I lost my virginity when I was 17, mm. and um, I've had like a better sex drive than any guy I know. Is there something like seriously wrong with me? I've had my boyfriend now for like four or five months, and um, I'm a nanny, so I really only get to see him on the weekends, and we don't do it as much as I want to. I have a really bad sex drive. I like want it like two times as much as a normal guy. Uh-huh. Is there something like wrong with me?
4: No. Any uh, is this totally normal, or is this driven from some uh, demon in the past, like uh, like uh, un- no
9: Fat demon
5: Uncle Lou the
4: pervert? No, there's
9: no demons. No, in the past.
4: no.
5: I mean, All right. I mean, well, that's just your. It's Ill. your biology. I mean, you should you should be. Well, you know what? You got to understand what i The points I'm typically making on this show is that women, although I'm saying they have a much more emotional experience. And can get hurt more easily and feel more connected with somebody that they're physically intimate with mm-hmm. insofar as you are in a monogamous relationship your sexuality is your business and mm-hmm. how you how you express it to somebody you care about and or close with that's you that's your biology you you should feel good about that
4: yes and everybody's a little bit different some a uh, little on the faster side others enjoy a slower tempo and not only in frequency but also just in the actual uh, act of lovemaking so, Nikki... Why, why do you bring that up? Well, see, the
10: thing... Why do you bring that up?
4: Hold on a
5: second. What are you talking why about? Why did you bring that up? What do you mean? She was talking about her her need, her, the frequency of, of sex. Yes, not and the, not I... Not the rate.
4: I thought I uh, explained it. I said uh, some Everybody's people different. want it faster or right. more often, and, other, and it also varies uh, what you like when you're actually uh, okay. engaged
5: in the act. All right. Just seemed like a peculiar reference. That's you're fine. Let's go. Right. Let's talk right. to Nikki. Nikki.
3: Okay.
9: So
4: um,
5: why do you feel no, so good? Ge- my,
9: my sex life is very quality. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Um, he's, but the thing is, I mean, he's twenty five. He's only had like a couple of partners. hmm And I've had just a tiny bit more than a couple. Right. And um, but it's it's always been like this. I mean, I don't know why it's like, I, I, it's like twenty four seven. He says like I think about it eighty five percent of the time.
5: Yeah, right, but you're not doing it. You're only seeing him on the weekends, right?
9: Yeah, but I'd like to do it 85% of the time.
5: Are you uh, taking care of yourself when
4: you're alone, Nikki? No. No. Well, perhaps that would uh, quench your thirst a little bit. No. No? No. See, that's the problem these women have. For men, it's, uh, it is a pure biology. I mean, it is physi- physiology. You actually have something you have to get rid of. Uh, for men, it's not a whole lot different than going to the bathroom. It's, uh, hey, when you're done, you don't have to go anymore. A woman could um, satisfy herself. She could diddle herself. She could have her orgasm and 10 minutes later be longing uh, for sex again. Whereas a man, you, eh, it'll come back eventually, although it keeps taking longer and longer. I'm up to like a month and a half. But uh, once a man pleasures himself, hey, he's on to important things like, um, like bad television, sleep, um, chatting on the phone. I'll call I'll call all my friends and tell them, hey, guess what? I'm done. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Nikki, listen, you're having good sex uh, when you're having sex. It's only once a week. That's all the schedule will uh, permit. Don't have sex with the uh, the professor. Don't have sex with any of the children. And uh, why care. don't you diddle yourself a little bit? Just take a little of the edge off. I'm Catholic.
9: It's against my religion.
4: All right. Well, uh, so is being a sex fiend. <laughs> All right, and don't okay. tell me you haven't uh, given him oral pleasure on many occasions. I
9: didn't say that.
4: All right, that's against your religion too, isn't it?
9: No.
4: Yes, it is. Not really. It is. It is sex for pleasure and not for uh, and, and not for procreation. Listen, forget about it. You're going to hell. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll see you there. Thanks. All right, so diddle okay. yourself. Yes, sir. So here's my here's my take on hell. As long as you're you know, as long as you're spitting in the eye of uh, the beloved Jesus. You might as well do it right. I mean, you'd hate to have to go to hell on a technicality. Oh, you spent your entire life not masturbating, but you gave one blowjob to some, uh, you know, uh, security guard in a parking lot of uh, the Mako, and boom, you're going to hell. Well, now, wouldn't you feel stupid? I'm saying once, you, once you're once you doing things that are sending you to hell, uh, why not go all the way? Go out and kill, Nikki. No. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll start a fire or something. All right, pavement is going to be in here in a few minutes. You want you want to try to uh, squeeze another call in? Yeah, or? real quick. All right, Matthew, twenty six. You're on love line.
6: Hey guys, how's hey. it going? Good. Uh, I got a little problem. Um, how do you break up with a manic depressive?
4: <laughs> sure. is, I smell a joke coming on. Is it yeah. like a, a Polak manic depressive, or
5: is, no, are they Jewish? No, <laughs> no. it's
2: just a uh, you know a woman who is. Uh, well, you know, lives in a state of depression. and she taking her meds? Yeah, she's taking her meds, but...
5: Just make sure she's taking her meds. You know, she has a psychiatrist and a therapist. Uh, you know, make sure that she is connected with them and can get back to them if she has trouble dealing with this. But, and try not to and try not to do it at a time in which she is at one of her higher lows. I mean, make sure that the, her, her moods are relatively stable. And then do it honestly and directly like you would anybody else. I mean, she... she You've got to tell her, and you've got to be honest with her, and she has to deal with it. She will.
4: All right, Drew, uh, sell the hell out of the next call, and then uh, we'll go to break.
5: Taffy, quite a name. Uh, question for pavement, and can guys really tell if you are a virgin? Perfect.
0: John, the voices are trying to John. throw me off while they're tr- while John. I'm trying to concentrate John. on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love Line will be right back.
5: Now, if you're taking all your business calls yourself, it is tough to look professional. It's tough to get anything done then. eVoice can help you by managing all your calls. It provides you with a better way to connect with your clients a toll free number, professional voice greeting, a dial by name directory. eVoice transforms any phone into a business phone. When customers call, they're automatically sent to wherever you are. You can be at home, in the office, sitting poolside even, but you'll always sound like a Fortune 500 company. And you get this all for under $13 a month. Right now, for a limited time, try eVoice for free for 60 days. I don't know how we're able to do that, but there you go, for free. 60 days just for my listeners. Go to eVoice.com. Enter promo code ACE, A-C-E. Do not put this off. Get to the computer. Set up your eVoice 60-day extended free trial now. eVoice.com, promo code ACE. That is eVoice.com, promo code ACE.
0: Hey, have you ever been screwed over in a sketchy business deal? Yes, indeed. Then you need to listen to Clark Howard, the nation's most effective consumer advocate. Hi, it's Clark Howard. You can hear
5: my ways for you to save big money. And you know that's my mission, to help you
0: save more, spend less, and help you avoid ripoffs. Every day, thousands of people get the inside scoop on how to get their money's worth every time they buy. And you can, too, by checking out his podcast anytime, day or night at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
4: All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Pavement. (laughs) (laughs) Steve and Scott from Pavement, and uh, we're all just sitting around talking about... uh, uh, really, uh, how much we wanted to kill ourselves. Uh, I, I propose a, uh, a, a, a Jonestown-esque massacre in here tonight. Ground. Asking. Drew can uh, whip up a batch of uh, that um, that tea he's got there, perhaps. you got enough uh, pharmaceutical samples out in the back of the uh, Volvo that you could whip up some sort of I'm, compote, I'm couldn't sure you? I carry cyanide all the time. Sure yeah, we're going to take us. Yeah. That's only four guys.
11: Yeah. Got, I got some Dixie cups. <laughs> you
4: will know, we'll spread that around and <laughs> that we'll pull the, a... For the GHB. We'll pull a Jonestown. All right, uh, Bright in the Corners is the name of the uh, CD. The name of the band, of course, is uh, Payment and i was uh talking to your uh record lackey guy and he was saying that you guys are doing a uh, a uh, video at the end of the week with uh, Spike Jones yeah which is kind of cool
2: yeah we're we're looking forward to it we've we've wanted to work with him for a while and uh, for a couple of years now and finally it's coming together
4: you know the uh, well. You know the old Spike Jones. Yeah. Uh, the new Spike Jones is a guy who's uh, worked with uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah. He did the uh, uh, sabotage, at real cool video, mm-hmm. like a Starsky and Hutch thing, and he did uh, the Weezer, Buddy Holly video. So he's like, probably, I guess, one of the premier video guys in the business. He's the stuff. And uh, how did you guys get hooked up with him,
2: Scott? I don't know. I mean, a long time ago, he was. At one of our shows singing our songs and he came up to us and asked us if we wanted to do a video Mm -hmm. and uh what five years later he's doing one
4: it's kind of cool and did you uh now is he sort of planning out uh plotting the video or do you guys work with him on constructing that (laughs) how's that work pretty
2: much i mean this video is i think a little different than most videos he's done, we we gave him, or he kind of came up with all these different ideas, and we came up with a bunch of different ideas. So it's going to be like ten different videos in one. Mm-hmm. And whereas you know, usually it's he's got like a set storyline to work with. So. Right. He's pretty excited about it.
4: Yeah. Well, you mm. sound elated as well. <laughs> no, I, this I, is I. obviously I, a thrill for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whip up the punch, would you, Drew? <laughs> I, yes. just I just Quick. don't want to get yeah, up at six sugar o'clock in, in the morning i know uh,
2: yeah we're crying
4: <laughs> well i mean it is it, it's it's the sort of catch-22 which is you you work hard uh, yeah. you you practice late nights and you do what you have to do and then uh, lo and behold there's some success and people want you on the morning show and uh, spike lee wants to do a video that's going to take 17 Torn hours and and all over the place people are dragging you in all these different directions but uh if you you know what is your option Drop out and go back to work at the video store? No way. Thank you, Steve. I doubt that. Right. I think we've won Steve over. Scott we will get in the next few minutes. All right. Uh, so the uh, big tour starts in April.
2: April 17th in um, San Francisco.
4: And uh, that's going to go on for uh, months on end? Yeah, and seven, seven weeks. Take care of the uh, blanket the United States? Yep. All right, and because uh, we are on in a lot of cities that you're going to be going to, so uh, if it's starting in April, uh, look for uh, pavement coming through your town in the uh, upcoming months. All right, Drew. Yes, go. All right. <laughs> Callers. All right, Taffy's 16. Taffy. <clears throat> Hi. Hey. Hi on? Yep. Yes.
3: Well, first of all, I'd like to say I really like your show. Thank you. And is it true that guys can tell if you're a virgin?
5: Sometimes. Yes.
4: I can tell a virgin like I can pick a good cassava melon.
5: But, I really but can. I, but I give her a little they, thump. They they can tell if you are. They can't tell if you aren't. Let's put okay. it that way.
3: And it's I, a positive.
5: All right. If, if, if there's a membrane there, and if they can see it or if it tears, then they know you were. If you don't have one there, it doesn't necessarily mean you weren't. But I. But Taffy,
4: did you mean more psychologically, or did you mean in a in a like a more of a Anatomic. medical yeah. anatomical stance?
10: Medical kind of thing.
4: Oh yes. Oh. They would know. Or if it uh, feels like they're having sex with a mini trampoline, um, <clears throat> then they know you're a virgin.
3: Okay. And I have a question for Pavement. Yep. Shoot. Is it true that you don't like the Smashing Pumpkins?
2: No, that's false. Actually,
11: I'm a closet um, Smashing Pumpkins fan, so... Really? That is true. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah, we all we all like them. They're, they rock. Who, okay. uh, who started
4: this uh, vicious rumor? The press.
2: Yeah...
10: I, I just heard it,
3: and I just wasn't sure if it was true
2: or not. No, we're big fans. I love that song. Uh, what is it? It's 1975 <laughs> or something like that? 70. Yeah, that's a good one. 79, that's it. Huge fans. That's, yes. That's a cool song. We went to see them in London once. They um, they were really good, and they played at the Tibet Festival when we played there. and We saw them there. Yeah, they're very tall. They're a rangy
4: band. Okay. All right, Taffy. Thank you. All right. And we need to uh, we need to see if we can get these uh, seats to squeak just a little bit more. Is cricket. there anything we could put on those seats? Yeah. Uh, flop around a little bit for me, would you, got A little, little rough. Yes, that's good radio. All right. This Westwood One. What an outfit. Jennifer, 19, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, well, you know, uh, mediocre at best, <laughs> I, I think. Uh, pavements a, a little... I don't know if they're emotionally we're, we're down here. or they're physically... <laughs> uh the, you know they get, they're they're on a grind and uh Dr. Drew and myself aren't real happy to be here either so bear with us okay what's up Jennifer
3: I
10: don't orgasm I've never had one
4: All right you got to kill yourself too
10: <laughs> Come
4: over uh, dip from the ladle <laughs> No
10: I just I mean I've I've had sex with three different guys All right and, um and it
3: just never happened and I just
5: I'm Many wondering. women don't during sex. It's not that uncommon at all. And uh, particularly at your age, it's something that a lot of women haven't figured out yet. And certainly the guys haven't figured out, more importantly, probably.
4: Well, <laughs> it's not that they haven't figured it out. They just don't care.
5: No, they, and they haven't figured out. Don't even give them credit for that. Okay. Uh, Anne, help us. What? We need We need a lady's point of view. Come on. All right.
12: Have you already touched on the masturbating part?
5: No, it's all yours.
12: <laughs> oh, thank you. Have you ever masturbated? Not
9: really. It doesn't really do anything for me.
12: Why is that? What have you tried doing?
9: Well, like
10: I don't know. It just it doesn't excite me like at all. Like if I'm like you know like snarky or whatever.
5: But just for by way of observation, it, it, we hear this an awful lot from young women, right? They try yes. it, but it just it just doesn't work right. And it's not they don't can't really. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not so much that they can't figure out the mechanics. It's they can't figure out how to connect with the feeling, the mood. Yeah, I, I mean, mood. it's
12: not like, it's not like you can just do it. I mean, a woman has to be in the right mood in the right place. <laughs> Kind of relaxed and ready to do this.
4: Right. Whereas you know? a, I could do one during Schindler's List in a crowded theater.
12: Right. A woman has I'm to there. be, I mean, you <laughs> have to be completely in focus and just really relaxed and thinking about that only. Oh,
4: okay. You yeah. Know? Put some candles around the tub, Have Jennifer. a
12: glass of wine. Yeah, and just figure out 19, your spirit. She's 19. She's oh, 19. Okay, whatever. Don't have a glass of wine. Have some Pepsi. I don't know. Have like a, but just uh, relax. Light some candles. Well, your, take your, a bath. You've
5: got your techniques. You
12: know, just take a bath and just relax. Drew... Okay. So, all right. all right.
10: Sounds
5: good. All right,
4: Jennifer. Thanks. All right, we didn't help her at all. Uh, she. But you don't
12: know we didn't help her. Uh, all right,
4: marginally. Uh, and no, Anne, you didn't do anything wrong.
12: Coming from a man, you don't know how a woman feels. I
4: know women better than I know my uh, my own my own self. Absolutely.
12: Has any woman told you that?
4: No. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have to tell me. I know what they're thinking. Uh-huh. No, I, the the situation is, and uh, Anne, you were help is. You have to learn your own equipment a little bit before you can be satisfied. But for men, it's it's much
5: more of a mechanical thing, and everybody teaches, expects women to be able to master it in the the easy manner in which males do, just by virtue of trying it. Right. And for women, it's a whole different uh, phenomenon.
4: There's a little Zen involved. Yes. It's not like uh, snowboarding. Right. All right. All right. Chrissy. Hi. You're 17 on Loveline with payment. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi.
8: I have a problem. All
4: right. What is it? I'm hanging up on you.
8: (laughs) Okay. My, um, I've been going out with my boyfriend for seven months, and my mom, like, the first two months, she didn't know how old he was. She thought he was 21, but he's really 24, and after that, she, like, forbidden me to see him, and, like, for five months, I've been, like, sneaking around, and I just can't do it anymore. It's, like, so hard, so I don't know what to do, you know?
4: Um, he's 24, you're 17. Mm hmm and is he, are you sort of saying you're going to sleep over to a friend's house and then going over to mm-hmm. his van or mm-hmm. something?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh-huh. And what's his deal? Does he have a job? Mm-hmm. He has his own pad? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What's he do?
8: Um, movie industry.
4: Oh, really? That sounds about right. Grip. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't really trust a 24-year-old guy goes out with a 17-year-old, although that is sort of on the border. Well, what do you guys? what do you guys think?
11: I think it is on the border, but I think you should just... Continue to go out with him and uh, come out come out in the open with your
4: mom.
8: No, I have, but it's like she just resents that he's so old, and she hates the fact
3: that he's so old, and she forbids me to see him. In
8: well, it.
4: is it is it love between yeah. the two of you? Mm-hmm. How long have you two been going out?
3: Seven
5: months.
4: Okay, and you're both uh, totally dedicated to one another. Yep.
5: And you're no, senior. Well, all, all we know is about Chrissy. All I right. We really don't know about this guy. Yeah. Already we question yeah. his uh, abilities.
4: It is, uh, you're a senior in high school? Mm-hmm. Junior. Oh. oh, okay. Uh-oh. I've had enough of this. Just picture yourself. at I don't know, Steve. How old are you? I'm 30 now. Right, Scott. How old are you? Same. All right, I'm I'm 32. But it's uh, you, not so long ago. You were 24. Yeah, and I'm I can sure remember that you were uh, doing the band thing and you're out on the road and uh, making CDs and all that kind of crap. Could you picture dating someone who was a junior in high school? No. And you guys are in a band. There's absolutely <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the no moral guys. standard whatsoever in a band. Even guys in a band wouldn't do this. Chrissy. No, oh, she hung up good. Mom, I, I think her mom is right, uh, quite yeah, honestly. Yeah, well, let's all just put ourselves there. If you had a daughter who was a junior in high school and there's some oh, 24-year-old yeah. drip, uh, drip uh, grip coming by... <laughs> And uh, picking her up a couple nights a week for a little uh, sexual pleasure back in his bachelor apartment. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? Kinda... That would scare me. Yeah, big time. And, and Get out got, the he's, bed.
5: He's got some legal issues here too. I mean, it's the parents that usually press these things—the uh, legal issues—and in California, which I assume she's calling from, she said it was the movie industry. Um, she's seventeen. she's twenty-four. This is for real. I mean, if they have sex, it's rape. All yeah. right, it's a, or contributing to the delinquency. Of my All right, so now?
4: anybody who's been out of high school for six years who's dating someone who's only been in high school for a year and a half <laughs> is a loser. That's it. That's it. It, it, it it's uh, catch twenty two. He there is something wrong with him because he's dating someone who's uh, still in their junior year. Hell, and we're not even uh, we're just about the middle of it. Oh, recalculous. All right, we're going to hear uh, something off of the uh, pavements. CD, I guess. Yeah. Yes. What do you guys want to hear? Do you know?
11: Oh. Last song. No, not no. the last song.
4: Stereo? Shady Lane? Shady Lane. Oh, yeah, Shady Lane. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll do that. We'll hear uh, Shady Lane uh, and talk a little more to Drew all after this.
2: I don't think they're aware of how much
0: they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back.
5: Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall. And now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up, stores are going to be crazy, so why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to Lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind in the sail of this production and this podcast both loveline and mike and drew and everything at podcast one needs a taste to stay afloat keep the podcast free if you bookmark the page you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing so go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner but right now back the show
4: Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Here with Steven Scott from uh, Pavement. Boys, contain yourself for one moment. Let me get a plug in for the uh, CD. Brighten the Corners is the name of the uh, Pavement CD. On that CD is a song called Shady Lane, and it goes a little something like this.
6: Blinded with the chancer We had oysters and dry lancers And the check when it arrived We went touch, 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 Dutch. A redder shade of neck On a whiter shade of trash And this emery board
4: J.D. Lane off of Bright in the Corners from Pavement. Stephen Scott are our guests tonight from the aforementioned band. Uh, Dr. Drew has seen fit to join us here in the studio. Thank you for showing up, Drew.
5: We're having a very heated discussion, actually.
4: Really? Yeah. About what? About you and your problems. And oh, kiss my ass. You no, know,
5: about a, a, a mutual friend and the problems he's having right now, what we can do to help him.
4: Oh, okay. So. All right, you going to do something? Yeah. Okay,
5: that's very big of you.
4: Tina, 36, you're on Love Line.
13: Yeah, um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was wondering if he had heard, ever heard of a disease called Peroni's disease. Yes, we heard about
5: Peyronie's disease. <laughs> Guys are preoccupied about that kind of stuff all the time. Drew's sure. last name is Peroni. No. Peyronie. When, when was your husband diagnosed?
13: Um, about three months ago. Okay. Um, we've been married for about 15 years, Mm -hmm. and we've had a wonderful sex life since then. We've raised three children, and... Right.
4: Uh, hold on a second, T. Let me explain what Peyronie's is. It is. It is, uh, we do this all the time, and, um... I I, I fault myself this time. Drew's the one who usually likes to plow through these things, boring the hell out (laughs) of all the listeners. Peyronie's (laughs) is when the penis is bent to such a degree
5: that it's painful.
13: Absolutely. Yeah.
5: And and the erection doesn't work right, typically. So what do
13: we do? Just... It up, well, you know,
5: there are surgeries and, for that.
13: Well, well, they say that surgery is um, available if the urethra is cut off, but I'm thinking that we've waited for 15 years for our he's, marriage. And he's
5: had wait, wait, wait. How long has he had Peronis for?
13: No, he, it's been a two years, probably. Two years it's
5: been. Is he, it just
13: slowly? You know, you know, it slowly progresses. But yeah. they they take um, vitamin E and and other um, vitamins right.
5: too. To try to decrease
4: the rate of scar yeah. formation. Well, me, now, but listen. Well, wait a minute. Do they apply it topically? No. Because that's no. masturbation. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. You're rubbing vitamin it. E in let your me, own let me, penis. That's masturbation.
5: Let me get. Let me get some clarification here. Is it just that your HMO or insurance company will only pay for it if there's no, mechanical? No, 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 no.
13: It should, it should go to these doctors, and they say that you you take these calcium. Uh, uh, or these pills that will decrease the calcium maybe, yeah. and you take vitamin E that will soften the, yeah. the tissue maybe, nah. and you pay all this money for you know all these things that will maybe work
5: as and I understand you know, the we definitive
13: three kids and here here we are and and we're we're ready to you know start our golden years, and here he's got golden and years and at, what do at I do
5: thirty six imagine that. I mean, we're, we're moving backwards in history. We're going back to the Middle Ages here. We've, had, uh, th- <laughs> we've had
4: three children. I've had a hip replacement. His prostate's the size of Nebraska, <laughs> and know. we're ready just to call it alive.
13: I know, but it's been good in down right now, and I'm thinking, what do I do? All right, oh,
4: hold on. Hold on. Drew, let me talk to Tina for a second. Okay. Uh, you have enough children. We have three, yes. As, can you have sex?
13: Well, yeah, he can. <laughs> you know? Yeah, with I, what,
4: a hooker? That, or where are you? No,
13: no, 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 no. It's like, he, you know, he, he can um, he, he can do it, but it's like it doesn't, but, it, but, it's not the same.
4: It's not working right. But, all right. And he can masturbate, but it ends up on the nightstand. not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, my understanding is there are several definitive surgical interventions. The real, the more complex ones tend to shorten the penis a little bit. But the, these procedures are available, and I don't understand quite why they're not being offered to you.
13: Well, he, the, the doctors say we went to a specialist, and he says um, if it if it interferes with the urethra,
5: then then you have to. have I it.
13: mean, absolutely. The, then you have to have
5: it, but uh, before then, you can still get it.
13: Is this, like is it like common? I yes, mean, it is. Yes, is yes, yes.
5: It is a common condition.
13: This is a common condition.
5: I mean, it's not super common. It's not uncommon. Let's put it raise that your way.
4: Your
13: children and then your husband's penis
4: turned. All
5: right, out listen. Uh, uh, let's uh, stop living
4: in the past here, Tina. <laughs> I'm uh, she's serious. still in the. the uh, let me tell you the three <laughs> stages of pruritis disease. Years. There's the denial. Okay, okay. Okay. There's okay. anger, and finally acceptance. Let's okay. move on to the okay. anger or the acceptance part, Tina. Yes, he has the <laughs> bent penis.
13: <laughs> yeah, he does, and it hurts.
5: Hurts well, her. Come on. And him. All right. Get, he him get he needs a procedures. surgery. Get that's the, it. I don't understand why well, you... Well,
13: no, the, the surgeons say, well, this, this interfere with your pain, but, you know... I mean. can can you get,
5: do, is it not the case that you can get the surgery on an elective basis?
13: Well, yeah, I guess you can. Get the
5: surgery. Place. Yeah. I okay? Yeah. Get it, Tina. Please.
13: Yeah, no, so what does it do? Does it straighten it out? Yes.
4: Right. Yes. No, it makes yes. it more bent. Uh, the very cruel surgeons. It's more of a practical joke <laughs> than a surgery. Oh, this Tina! Imagine this guy wouldn't have sex with Tina. <laughs> he's probably faking the perones. He's probably trained his penis to uh, arc to one side, just so to get out of being intimate yeah, with this Gavin Tina. Years. Yes, Tina. he's had enough kids, enough sex. He wants to eat. It's over. Hang give, it up. No. Give me the Peronis, the TV remote, and a beer. <laughs> I'm calling it a life. Can you fake perones, Drew? Can you? Can one fake Peronis? I, I don't believe so. One could not train one's penis to uh, veer sharply to you the left or right? You
5: spend so much time uh, trying to train yours, uh, whatever it is you're doing. Yes. God only knows, there may be something Let me you tell, tell you, to. by
4: the way, I'm making uh, good uh, progress with my penis. Mm. I can, uh, it, it will roll over. Lord mm, knows it's had the it. uh, play dead thing down for years uh, now. Yeah. It, it will go get the paper. <laughs>
11: yeah.
4: It will fetch my slippers. Make you breakfast. It crapped on the carpet the other day. I had to discipline it. Adam.
5: Maybe that's your culprit.
4: It, yes, it was my own penis that cramped in the tub of my new home. Kevin. Uh yeah, tw- I have. Uh, you're 21.
14: Uh yes, that I am. I uh won a rumor bus with Pavement here. Uh, by the way, huge Pavement fan many years. All right. But uh, years ago I heard that on the set of 90210, uh somebody from Pavement don't know who. Uh, actually punched Jason priestley I don't yeah, know if that's true or not I think it's very cool but I don't know if that was true
4: well was not we meant. can't really we can't really say
2: legal know. ramifications
4: really yeah oh. wow. well, let, me, let me just ask this and uh, you know if you don't want to talk about it you shake your head one way or the other all right um, was the band asked to come on the show and play sort of Certainly, that's on the record. <laughs> and uh and uh, uh Jason was uh was he directing the episode or something? No, it,
2: it actually wasn't Jason, it was Luke. Uh-huh. They got it mixed up the um whoever the celebrity reporter or whatever whoever was there.
4: I see. And uh and one of the guys uh, had a disagreement with Luke and um and it came to cuts. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah, Listen, and believe me, this man is uh, four feet tall and three of his forehead, so uh, anyone could put a whooping on this loop. He had
11: it coming to him.
4: Absolutely. All right. Well you guys put him in his place, I hope? <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Okay. Is this something that's going to come to a court case? I didn't say that either. All right. Somebody's getting sued. I'm just happy it's not me. That's uh, not
14: necessary to know. He's still just as cool anyways.
4: All right. Was, was, well, did nice. the episode ever air uh, with the uh, pavement on? God, I don't know. Not with us on it. No, I don't beca- think so. because don't um, Because trouble broke out before yeah. they before the film was developed. All right.
5: Yeah, this is a great story. Yeah. Kevin, anything else?
14: Uh, just, um, oh, I did want to mention that the song Brings Job off of uh, the Wowie Zowie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a one-year-old son all his life so far. It puts him to sleep every time. All right. <laughs> stops his That's crying. good stops his fussing, lays down and takes it easy. Really?
2: Oh, <laughs> cool all right. He's
14: a huge, he's a bigger pavement fan
2: than I. am. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's cool. <laughs> all you, right.
14: You guys coming to Tucson?
2: On we, a tour? I don't think what? we might come to Tucson, but I I think it's going to be Phoenix, unfortunately.
4: All right. Uh I love uh All right. But, oh, I won't say anything on the air, but we got to talk during the commercial a little bit about the 90210 thing because <laughs> my interest is <has> peaked. And <laughs> when we come back, we'll find out if any uh, members of payment have kicked anyone's ass on um, on uh, Melrose Place, perhaps. Drew, uh, didn't you whoop someone's ass on that show once? Can't recall. Okay, I can't talk. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. <laughs>
0: shenanigans, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Ooh. Shenanigans, <laughs> tips, tips, chains, whips. This
4: car
1: buying a car can be a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over forty-five thousand cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience some features not available in all states every day truecar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings save time save money and never overpay visit truecar.com today that's truecar.com
4: Love line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. We're here with Stephen Scott from Paveman. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up. Absolutely. Uh, let me tell you, uh, I was talking about this off the air last night, but uh, let me tell you a very good description of this show. Uh, Brett Harrelson, uh, brother of Woody son of Eunice Harrelson, uh, (laughs) described the show this way, because uh, Brett came on this show. Brett basically uh, sort of sat back and uh, observed for about uh, 45 minutes, and then uh, we couldn't shut the guy up. Yeah. And he said it's like this. He said during a commercial, he looked at me, he said, you know what this show is like? It's like uh, having a, uh, it's like there's a poker game and all your buddies are playing, but you don't know the game because there's, like, night baseball and the anaconda and all that crap. If you ever go to these poker nights, uh, Drew, I know you don't know about this because you don't have male friends. <laughs> Certainly ones that don't gamble. But the, the situation is, is you can't just hop in and start gambling. You have to stand around and observe a little bit and see how the game is played. And then once you get it down, you jump in, and before you know it, you're loaded smoking a cigar and uh, yelling, uh, come to Papa. Yeah. So... The Come to Papa call will come in just a matter of yeah. moments, guys. Uh, right. Come on, Papa. There you go. <laughs> no, that wasn't organic. I prompted that. All right. Uh, the name of the CD is Bright in the Corners. We're going to hear something else off of that uh, in uh, the upcoming uh, moments of the show. But first, uh, we have to do a 10-second break.
3: This is
8: Love Line on Radio Station.
4: Hey, uh, and Engineer Mike, aren't we supposed to go to the 10-second break right uh, at the end of the first hour? Or are we supposed to have the 10 seconds finish right at the end of the first hour? All right. Well, I'm always on top of that. Please. Oh, the condescension in the room. Derek, 13, you're on Love Line with Pavement. Hi. Hey.
6: So um, I have a question about Ritalin because today a kid at school gave me some and... Um, I snorted it.
5: Mm. Why? Why? Yeah. Was, you, I, don't, I don't mean to be offensive with that question, but what were you thinking?
6: Um, I just heard that it gives you, like, a pretty cool pause.
5: Are you using other stuff?
6: Not, like, on a regular basis.
4: This is where our tax dollars are going, by the way. Uh, give the kid in and have him snort it. What'd you do, grind? Does it come in a pill form? Yeah. Would yeah. you take, like, a mortar and pestle to it and uh, grind it up?
5: Um, or a spoon? No.
4: I just
6: pulled a dime out of my pocket and kind of chopped it up.
5: Okay. Uh, what else? What other kind of drugs are you doing, Derek?
6: Just pot and, like, acid. What yeah.
4: What did it do to you, snorting the Ritalin?
6: I don't know. It just, um, everything was kind of hazy,
4: and... Well, hold on one second, Derek. Okay. Let me talk to Drew for a second. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Obviously, uh, snorting is a way to ingest drugs. Yes. This is a drug meant for ingestion. Yes. What's so wrong with it? I mean, aren't you going to feel the same effects that you would if you took it orally? I'm not
5: not so much concerned with the fact that he snorted. I'm just concerned with the fact that he took somebody's pharmaceutical amphetamine and took it, however he took it. Well, they gave it to him. No, no. Some kid gave it to him, he said. (laughs)
4: They said the school
5: gave it to him. The school gave it to well, him. Well, that's
4: what he said. Some I, kid we'll at school, I thought he said. We uh, we get the. All right, we'll find that. out. Find I wonder out. if he did that freeze thing at the end, where he took a little and put it on his gum and went. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Derek. Do you say some
5: kid at school gave it to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, this is not your drug. No, I, he said the school gave it to him. No, I no, no, they were no, no, no. Handing no, no, no. it is, out to the cafeteria. No, no, no. He's he's abusing. It's amphetamine, Derek. And here here's my concern for you, pal. And that, and that is that before the age of 15, your brain is still changing a lot. It is still developing. Believe me on this one. Okay. And these, you give these pharmacological agents to the brain. Some of them are damaging to it, and it 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 affects its ability to develop normally. For sure, acid. For sure, pot. Maybe amphetamines, though, though not so much an issue. So I'm I'm really not so concerned about the Ritalin. You're going to be fine from that. It's it's speed. It's amphetamine. You're going to be fine. Okay. But the fact that you're kind of recklessly using drugs at an age where yeah. it's really can affect your development, it just it just scares me.
4: Yeah, because if you're snorting Ritalin at 13, God knows what you'll be into at 15. <laughs> well,
5: be that as it may, he, even if he stopped at 15, he will have he will have effects from what he's been doing. All right. And Scott? He, Derek, just do your best to stop. If you're depressed, if you needed to escape feelings, if you're you know sort of desperately trying to, to feel better, find other ways or get some help because uh, it, it's a critical time in your development.
4: Scott, did you have something to say about this? I was just going to say uh,
2: drink coffee.
4: Yeah, there's a buzz. Drink coffee. D- Derek. Cappuccinos. Yes, a snort cappuccino. <laughs> Derek, seriously, says you're not a lab rat. Stop experimenting on yourself, please. Sure. I mean, uh, maybe you'll turn out fine, maybe you won't, but uh, you're going to need your brain later on in life. Hard gar- to imagine. I that. guarantee it. Not if you get into radio. <laughs> so, unless you want a career in radio, uh, keep snorting that uh, damn Ritalin. You understand? Yeah. All right, seriously. Come on, Derek. Take care of yourself, Derek. Okay.
2: All right. Thank you. All right. Uh,
4: breaks my heart. The, the, the whole future generation of uh, people to come up and crap in my tub. <laughs> Lindsay, 15, you're on Loveline.
3: Hi. Um, me and my boyfriend have been dating for two months, and we've been having sex for about one. Well, we always give each other oral pleasure, and the last time I did, he wanted me to, like, go straight through... Because usually I, like, stop, and he, like, you know, finishes up.
4: All right. Lindsay, your folks around or something?
3: No.
5: You've
4: got that your hands gone. cupped around You're the Are doing r- the phone cup thing?
3: Yeah, because of my grandma.
5: Your grandma's up. Okay, that's better than your folks. <clears throat> that's your folks' folks. Where's uh, your grandma?
3: Well, um, I swallowed this last time. He wanted me, like, go straight through, and I swallowed, and I threw up, and he, like, really killed the mood, and I don't know, you know, if I should, like, you know trying like bring it up
4: to her. Okay. Let me talk to Grandma. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
11: No, 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 no,
4: no, no. Tell her to put down the crossword. Tell her to uh, put Jeopardy on pause. I want to talk to Grandma. No, okay. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, first off, where's your parents?
3: My parents are here. I'm with my grandma.
4: Where are your parents?
3: They're at a party.
4: Okay. So Grandma's just uh, babysitting. hmm Okay. And uh, Lord knows you need supervision. Uh, you're 15, a little bit young to get started, but uh, so be it. You're on your way. Uh, as far as uh, this guy cannot complain, don't worry about apologizing to him.
3: Well, I like almost mean you know, I threw up on him.
4: You're right on top of him? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, and how did he react?
3: He just kind of like looked at me and like said, "Are, are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And he's like, yeah. "He's like, yeah." So just can, like, I
5: "Can I go, go to the bath- bathroom? bathroom?" Don't, ask, <laughs> please. You shouldn't I shouldn't have to worry about can it I go to the bathroom. What about Lindsay's needs? And Lindsay, what? Yeah. Oh, Lindsay. Well,
3: he like cleaned up, but we just kind of like watched the rest of the movie, and I went home.
4: Mm-hmm. So that was about it. What movie were you watching?
3: Um, I think it was like a comedy. I think it was like Billy Madison.
4: Oh, that was uh, Adam Sandler comedy. Yeah. Well, that could have been it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with sperm. It was bad writing that caused the vomiting. All right, uh, Lindsey, how old is this guy? Okay. Uh, listen, uh, don't worry. Uh, this happens all the time. Lord knows it happened to me first time I blew a guy. Uh, it is nothing to worry about. Uh, it... it it probably, I hate to get too graphic here, but it could have just went down the wrong tube, as they say. It's not necessarily that you're allergic well, to it or something. Yeah, I mean, it
5: it, could have, it it's not so much that she, what that so she's worried about what triggered this. She's worried about how this boyfriend is treating her and really, how he feels about this, how embarrassed really
3: she is. Me out. I, like, got really nauseous.
5: Uh-huh. Fine, then don't do that anymore. Linda. Adam,
12: it went down the wrong tube. How about it, it tastes like... It's horrible.
4: Well, all right, it is, but I mean, it's like trying to drink. <laughs> it's a
12: not like you know some cherry soda.
4: All right, but it's it's tr- it's like a beer bong, you know. I mean, uh, it's not the beer it, it, when you throw up; it's that the thing went down the wrong way. Well, this is no, just this that is it's both.
12: nasty. All right,
4: but <laughs> it's like it's like trying to uh, drink Mr. Pib right out of the soda no, fountain there with both. your head turned no, the other no. way. It's
12: just gross.
5: Yeah, okay. and this is her first time, and Lindsay, uh, you know, maybe learn not to do that.
4: All right, Lindsay. Let's talk to your boyfriend, and we'll get this whole thing ironed out.
3: <laughs> At least I could, but I wasn't sure if I should talk to him or not, because we haven't talked about it since.
4: Well, I think we should air it out a little bit. Yeah. You know?
3: it's been like a week. All
4: right, so he's dried off.
3: <laughs>
4: All right, let's talk to him, Lindsay. I
3: don't
4: know. No? You feel uncomfortable with that?
3: Well, he's not here right now.
4: Yeah, I know. We'll call him up. All right? All right. Thank you. Hold on. Lindsay, listen. I'm I'm telling you, we will straighten out this whole thing. You'll feel good about it when we're done. We'll come to an agreement. Dr. Drew here is not just called Dr. Drew uh, because he was a star in the NBA. He's an actual board-certified physician. He knows about the ingestion of semen. He sees it on a daily basis. And I see it via videotape. So between the two of us, we'll straighten this thing out, okay? Okay. I'll put you on hold. All right, you're fine, though. You understand? It's no big deal, right? I'm cool. All right, all right, we'll put you on hold. All right, we'll never talk to her boyfriend, but uh, we'll try and put her on hold. This has never happened to me, thankfully. If it did, I certainly wouldn't hold it against uh, the woman. No. Pizza. Certainly not. It's uh, this Your is pizza theory. Yes, uh, all pizza's good. I'm not a fan of the thick crust, but if someone dropped one down, I would gobble it down like nobody's business. And uh, any blowjob is good, and certainly an A for effort. Right. And she has nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, all you women, especially the young ones, it's real sad. They feel uh, so, it's like indentured uh, servitude with these guys. I mean, it's like, he let me go to the bathroom or I asked him if I could go to the bathroom and uh, he made a phone call and then came back and said it'd be okay, but only for number one. And it's like, come on. Believe me, the guy is getting oral pleasure from
5: you. He is happy to be there. Yeah, don't don't over idealize your male partners or boyfriends. They're they're not worthy of the idealization you're you're projecting onto them. Yes, even if it's uh,
4: projectile vomit. Be, be, Tim, no. what is that? What you meant? <laughs> Tim, twenty one. You're on Love Line. Hey, uh, um, I'm out here in Berkeley, and I saw you guys in San Francisco
6: on Saturday. I just want to say that uh, "Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain" is the only '90s album I know of that can stand up to "Sergeant Pepper's." And uh, my question is for Steve. Uh, you have a great ability to write catchy pop songs about historical events, and I was wondering what uh, the inspiration for the uh, verse of Stereo was.
11: Stereo, well, this is the drummer, Steve, but I think I can uh, speak for him a little bit, and, and that Stereo was the, um, the forming of him becoming this person, a uh, rock star on the radio, and him trying to personally deal with that, um, how people perceive him. And how he perceives himself. And um he was a history major in college, so that that's where he gets all of his history fine quotes and, and tidbits. Did uh,
7: did he graduate?
11: Yeah, he did. He was a good student and graduated, so so was I. I'm not a history major, I was an art student, but graduate.
6: Um, is that what's gonna be the Spike Jones video?
11: It might be similar to that, like a lot of different images. But is yes. that the video no. yeah? Is that Shady. the one
4: you're going to shoot, or is it Shady Lane? No, Lane's
11: Shady Lane is going to be the video. We did it. We video did a for for video.
4: Stereo already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that? Has that
6: been out? Yeah. Yeah.
4: It wasn't uh, played as many times as we hoped it would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Forget my drift. All right, but the uh, the. <laughs> I think uh, Tim is a testament to that. But the but the Spike Lee one, I'm sure, will be... Uh, Jones. Uh, Spike Lee. <laughs> no, Spike Lee. <laughs> yes. That's what I always make that mistake whenever they're talking about the Spike Jones character. Well, they're both directors. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Well, there's only so many guys named Spike, Spike. out there, and you just finish it with the last one you heard. But as the Spike Jones one, I'm sure, will be played at nauseum, so don't worry. All, All right. Okay, thank good. you. All right, Tim. Okay. Thanks a lot. All no, right. Thank you. Michael. Hi. You're 17. You're on Loveline.
7: Okay. Um, there's this guy, and he's my brother's friend, and I'm really attracted to him, but I don't know if he's gay or not. And, it's and you're
5: you are you are definitely gay. Uh huh. Okay. And and uh, what is it about him that makes you suspect he'd be open to your overtures?
7: Well, the first time I met him, he didn't really pay much attention to me, but the second time I met him, he kind of stared at me a couple times uh-huh. in an unusual way. You know, not uh-huh. a I can't really say sexual way, but just an unusual way.
5: And is your, is your brother's friend? Uh-huh. Your brother knows you're gay? No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know.
7: My mom knows, but he doesn't know.
5: Uh-huh. Really?
4: Uh-huh. Wow. That's a little different. Wow. How your mom know? I told her. Uh-huh. How is she with that?
7: Um, She was kind of mad at first, but after a while, she mad. was like, she didn't really care.
4: Huh. All right. And uh, what about your dad? Uh, he doesn't know. Uh-huh. This is a very mixed family. So half the family. Uh, what about the grandparents? Grandma knows you're gay. Grandpa oh, doesn't. My parents are
3: Jehovah Witnesses. So <gasps> oh, they wouldn't accept it.
4: I uh, have not read the Watchtower lately, but I'm guessing there's uh, nothing in there about being gay. Uh-uh.
7: Well, my uncle was gay, and after he came out, he could never go to their house again.
4: Uh. He felt uncomfortable. Uh. Okay,
5: so uh, this is kind of kind of weird. Uh-huh. H- how would you make uh, your your sort of feelings known to this guy? Do you think?
7: I don't know. It's just the way he looks at me sometimes.
5: No, no, but how would you make, make a pass on him, make an overture to him? How would you do that?
7: Well, I don't want to offend him or... Right. Know, I don't want to create...
5: Ha- have you sort of done this before with guys?
4: What do you mean? No, I haven't started dating yet.
5: Okay, so this is the first time you've tried to reach out to some guy that you think likes you. Uh-huh. So you've, you've uh-huh. never been sexual with a man? We, uh-huh. need, we need a gay male to, to call in and, and give some advice. I can answer all the gay questions. All right, like I said, we need a gay male to call in some point tonight <laughs> and, and give Michael some. So Michael, keep listening. We, we might hopefully. All get right, that but call. let me
4: let me just check a few things out, Michael. Uh huh. Is this your older brother? Uh huh. And this is his friend. Uh huh. Now he's like nineteen or something.
3: Um. Yeah. Probably around there. Okay.
4: And your older brother doesn't know you're gay, uh-huh. so you're sort of flirting with disaster yeah. because if you let the uh, the uh, cat out of the bag with this guy, he's going to go right to your brother uh-huh. with it. Unless he's gay, and there's not a real good chance of that. Uh Uh-uh. All right, so I would uh, set my sights on someone far away from the church and family. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, this could just open an entire can of worms here.
5: Okay. You understand? Yeah, I understand. And and keep listening. We'll try to get a call from some guy that sort of uh, can advise a 17-year-old on how he might have dealt with this at his age.
4: Are you a Jehovah's Witness, uh, too, Michael? Uh Uh-uh. You're not?
5: Uh Uh-uh. My parents aren't either. Oh, they're not? My
4: grandparents. Oh, oh okay. Grandparents. All right. That's all right. What Jehovah doesn't know won't hurt it. <laughs> no. All right? All right. All right, Michael. Uh, I would definitely start my. Uh, you'll, you'll be out of the house soon. You'll be in college or whatever.
11: Yeah, you'll have plenty of
4: time. You have plenty of, plenty of opportunity. And if it doesn't work out, it's not like it, it's in front of, uh, of Jehovah and everyone to see. Okay. All right? All right. All right. Yeah, because what are the chances of his brother's buddy being gay? Even if he is gay, what are the chances know, he's going to date the guy's younger brother? And uh it it's really a potential danger. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joel. Yeah. 17. Uh
6: when I when I'm having sex or masturbating, uh I like to like spank myself or choke myself and or just get like give myself pain. Mhm. And it just it just I think it makes me feel a lot better when I when I do it, but I just want to know like, uh, like what the heck's wrong with me if I'm doing all this crap? And
2: all right,
4: hey, you want to gamble? Sure. All right, Joel. Yeah. We're gonna gamble on you. Oh. Okay. You know that works, right?
6: Yeah.
4: All right, get in touch with your past. Okay. All right, hold on a second. All right. All right, Steve Scott, you got any money? Yeah. Yeah, get a dollar out. Uh, we do a little gambling here on Loveline. Okay.
11: I've and never heard of it, so I'll up.
4: That's all right. That's right. But you're familiar with the gambling process. Sure. Yeah, I know how to gamble. money okay.
5: down, somebody takes out a dollar Everybody's <laughs> that's got right. their dollars down. Everybody's a winner on you the always line. always lose.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, we had some huge pots going last night. Uh, yeah. We had the Squirrel Nut Zippers in here last night, uh, three guys from the band in, and we had $5 pots going, mm-hmm. and we had a couple of nights, uh, we had a couple of rounds with $5 pots. So, I mean, it, it, you know. You got to raise. Yeah, this is radio. We're not rich here, and it was, uh, you know, Drew, I think, sucked up most of the pot, so. All right, so here's the situation. Joel's 17. Joel likes to uh, be hurt when he's masturbating. And what we do here with the gambling is, is we gamble on the upbringing. We gamble on the past, such as... Uh, Does he come from a family history of alcoholism? Um, Was there any sexual abuse, physical abuse? Uh, The parents uh, divorced. That's an easy one, but you would have to call it a year. Is it before the age of 10? So on and so forth. Again, we're not talking about the present or the future. It is uh, the distant past we're talking about. And, uh, Drew, would you like to go first uh, just to set an example? Or do you guys? Go last.
11: last. All right. Steve? I would say alcoholism.
4: Alcoholism? um, Father. Okay. Father alcoholic. Very loud, angry father. Angry, loud, uh, alcoholic Abuse father. Abusive. No, no, Drew, stop. That. Do not pile <laughs> any more traits on it. He could be a jovial uh, alcoholic. All right. Uh, Scott.
2: I would say... Um, I would agree
4: No, with that. <laughs> no. no. I want to the no ba- split the money. No, okay. there's no. There's no insurance here. Um... What did you say? <laughs> How do you know what to agree with? If you didn't know what he said. <laughs> all right, that's, that's the way we work. I'm going to go, Scott. Focus <laughs> right. on your answer. All right, I am going with uh, physical abuse. Ooh, okay. Does that your answer, Drew? That's my answer. I'm going with. Uh, all right,
5: I'll. However, I'll, I'll, I'll let me add to. Let me refine it. If I, if I. If all right. I if Who's I have doing to, the abusing? Um, when you say physical abuse? Both parents, primarily dad. But to the point that he is, or is has been, or is about to be a runaway. Oh, so there's so much abuse going on at
4: physical, the home. Physical, physical abuse. So
5: he's one of these kids that actually is outside. You the want home. to sprinkle
4: some sexual abuse in there? Uh, Why don't you go sexual n- abuse? M-
5: maybe once he was outside the home, he got in some weird stuff. But uh, so what are you going with? I'm going it's physical abuse. But to the, po- I'm, I'm gonna oh, but to the can, point, I'm going to oh, but to the point where oh, no I, modifiers. Hey, hey, look, if it's just I got abuse, physical abuse, you get abuse. it. You get it, <laughs> but he didn't actually leave home. All so you right. Get it if
4: you left home. Scott, um, here's uh, here's here's what's open. By the way, you can go with uh, Ozzie and Harriet, uh, mother and father. <laughs> nothing wrong. That's the it, it works every once in a while. We've had people win on that one. Uh, there. Uh, what else is there, Drew? There's a uh, he could be uh, an alcoholic or a drug addict himself instead of just coming from a, a, a father that did. It could be something Living with mother. A, I, Ro- would say, Ro- Ro- I would say I would say he
2: just Ro- learned it from somebody. All right. See, society. Just, no, no. society I think Not he an probably it doesn't happen like that. He probably, you know, Scott, it, it happened with so, someone else and he probably like Parents
4: it. go with parents divorced early. Little, should, should foster parents. He grew foster up with foster parents. parents. Yeah. Uh that's a reach show. All go right. with divorce. All right, divorce it is. Before 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All uh, right. Thank you for being uh, so uh, so uh forthright with that. Joel yeah. All right. Let's talk about history. Right. right. Dr. G was right.
5: Oh.
4: And, and, uh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Physical abuse? Yeah. Uh, to the point that he. By him. father? Uh. Both. Father and mother? Yeah. Have you, uh. Have you run away from home? Uh. Twice. Oh. Pastor Drew. What about, uh. What about, I'm being fair to Steve here. What, what about alcoholism? Um. Uh.
6: Well, uncles are alcoholics, dad isn't.
4: No alcohol Sorry Steve. But I, I've been Doing a little alcohol Alright Well parents uh, still together? No mm-hmm. Divorced before the age of 10 Oh, oh That's a backbreaker um, And uh, how old were you When they got divorced? Eight Eight years old Oh just missed Who the were you raised on.
5: after that? Huh? Who were you raised by after that?
4: Mom and then I moved back With my dad
5: And did the abuse continue? Yeah By whom? Mom Mom And how about her The men that she brought around?
6: They're, they're okay with me. I, I didn't. I didn't mind
5: them. None of them did anything to you, or no. like right, yeah, so, when you were out on your runaway trips, uh, anything happened. There?
6: Um, w- well, uh, I was I was sexually abused when I was uh, really like young, like at
4: nine. All right, I- I'm giving the pot to Drew for the whole runaway thing. This divorce. Hell, my parents were divorced before I was ten. Uh, no splitter. No alcoholism it's there. I, I went with abuse, but come on, anyone would go with abuse. He had the. He, he's ran away twice. Yeah. He also went with sexual abuse when he ran away. I gotta give uh, I gotta give Drew the pot here. Yeah. I'm sorry, Phils. Well, there'll be other there'll be other times to gamble.
5: Mm-hmm. We'll be back.
4: <laughs> no, I mean you will be. It going to be like ten minutes.
5: But Joel, it, it's uh, not normal what you're experiencing, and it's obviously a reflection of of what trauma you've been through. Have you, have you had any recovery or treatment from what you've been through? No. Yeah, I mean. And, and that's really what you know. It's, interestingly, I've had patients who, who do get a lot of treatment and do and get better and have, have more productive relationships, and yet they still retain some of these sort of uh, fetishes. Well, it's interesting. Yes, that's it's so just... hardwired into them that they can't quite really eliminate some of that. And
4: stuff. let me tell you something. Once uh, enough blood is through the penis, all bets are off therapeutically. I mean, you could spend years and years in, uh, in 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 front of an analyst, and as soon as you as soon as you get a little blood in the shorts, that's it. You go back to whatever chromagnum stage you're at uh, before the therapy. That's right. It's it's Agreed. a physiological response. There's no blood in your brain. You can't remember yeah. the therapy. Yeah. Besides, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm whacking off, and I'll um, and I'll I'm get spiritual enlightenment later. Yes, I, I will find myself after I'm done uh, cleaning myself up. So, Joel. Yeah. All right, so this is what's happening. This is how it manifests itself. This is all you know right now. And Don't
5: be down on yourself about it. No, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or something wrong with you. It's just a symptom of how your emotional world is put together, really.
4: And you have to take care of this. Yeah. I mean, you've been through a lot, Joel, right? Yeah, Yeah. a hell of a lot. All right, so here's what you need to do, Joel. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anybody else. You're real young. You're 17. You, uh, most people don't get their heads screwed on straight until they're in their late 20s anyway, if at all. Lord knows I was a mess at 17. And just take your time. Don't do any irreparable damage. Don't get yourself landed in prison. Don't lose a limb. Don't kill a girlfriend. Just take it easy on yourself. Cut yourself a little slack. Start getting into a therapeutic environment. Get some peers to hang out with that are healthy. And, uh, and, and, and do a little less acting out as you go on. That's all. I mean, there's no quick fix to this. It's a. Uh, uh, it's the parents that really uh, should be abused in this situation, and I'm sure they were at some point, and that's so how they, they created. Just carried on. So
5: that's not a not an excuse for their right. parenting style.
4: But let's talk about Drew for a second. Left home, ran away, was physically uh, molested outside while he'd ran away. This guy's uh, he's Nostradamus over here. Well, with he's a had a coat. little
11: more experience, I would say, than. There you go.
4: Thank you. All right, That's yes. rock and roll, that guys. Thanks for qualifying that, Steve. Well, listen, you got a degree over there, smart guy. <laughs>
11: yeah, art degree. What does that do me?
4: <laughs> well, you can teach other kids about art. All yeah. right. Uh, when we come back, uh, more pavement. Well, here's something uh, off the CD. I
8: began to float up and away from my body.
1: Uh, lady, you better get back here. If you're not here, when Love Live returns, they're going to be <laughs>
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, inviting you to download the Eddie Trunk podcast at podcast1.com. Going to have some fun each and every week, mixed bag of a lot of things, interviews with some of your favorite artists, maybe talk to some of the behind-the-scenes people, get into some commentary, answer some of your email. We'll have some uh, some good fun, so don't miss it. The Eddie Trunk podcast, every Thursday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.
4: Scott and Steve are here from Pavement. Yep. 1 800 L O V E 191 is the phone number. 310 854 4455 is the fax number. I am Adam Corolla. That is the, uh, the Don of Loveline, the, uh, the uh, winningest man in uh, Loveline gambling history, Dr. Drew. And you really should start donating uh, those uh, earnings to uh, some charity or at least reporting them to, uh, to the IRS. I, I mean, it's really getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> and these poor bands come in here, uh, the half stoned, to come off the road. It's like uh, stealing candy from a baby. Uh, these, what's your excuse, I, mean, you know. I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> I'm focusing on the band. Uh, the,
11: hey, he's just trying to do his uh, part the, on the show.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I'm a patsy. I could give the answer, but then it was oh. you know there, we have roles here. Yeah. We have to define them yeah. clearly. Drew. Oh, good, would be right. Well, thank you, Adam,
5: thank you for making me feel good.
4: I don't want to show you up in front of the listeners. Yes, yeah. No, uh, pavement is a educated, coherent ban, and, and even even with them, it was uh, it was highway robbery. All right. Now, now, that's insulting, Drew, giving them their dollar back. Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Instead of giving them their money back, we'll make them more money by plugging the CD. All right. right. The name of the CD is "Bright in the corners, and uh, what are we going to hear off it? Stereo?
11: You got it. Stereo. Yes,
4: we is, and it goes like this.
6: they tend to wiggle when they walk the infrastructure
4: rots and the owners hate the jocks with their agents and their dates
3: if the signatures are checked you'll just have to
4: Dario from pavement off of bright in the Corners, just yep. talking to uh, s- oh I was going to say Scott, because you guys switch yeah, uh, we're chairs switching there up on you oh young. it's confused the host night, but what they don't know is the host doesn't care yeah. <laughs> Steve <laughs> uh, that. Steve the uh, art major before uh, doing his own brand of musical art with pavement, and uh, what do you we're just getting to it, but uh, when you have some free time, what kind of art do you like to do
11: well um I've been painting uh, a painting of actually my uh, our singer Steven, and myself in a form where uh, he looks beautiful. I mean, he just looks so great. There's this picture a friend of ours took. I just finished a show with him and where he's hugging me, kind of like he's got his arm around me, and I just look like I've been through hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all this black stuff all over my. I put some um, makeup on. And I just look terrible. That's kind of a comment on um, our relationship and the uh, the band and things that are going now on. do you
4: have some sort of uh is it expressing some sort of inner feeling you have that i think uh, so
11: that's what my therapist tells me
4: yeah you could uh, you really can uh, learn a lot about like yeah i i'm gonna i'm shifting gears here saying but i used to do a lot of um, group uh, improvisational uh, comedy you get uh three people together a couple of women and a guy, or whatever, and you say, "Okay, give us a location." And they say, uh, "A mini mart." Uh-huh. And they say, uh, "Okay, give us uh, give us a relationship." And they say, um, uh, uh, "You're all cousins." Okay, and action, and you just start a scene. Right. And I always thought because there's no script and nothing to work off of, it's really a, a window into the person's psyche. Because, uh, for instance, there was one oh, woman sure. in the troupe that always wanted to kill me. <laughs> I don't care what the scene was. Every scene, it'd be like, okay, what is her relationship with Adam? She is uh, his five year old daughter, okay? And Adam, uh, what are you? You're the father. All right, let's start the scene. Well, 10 seconds into the scene, she'd pull like a hatchet out of somewhere and go, I'm going to kill you, daddy. And I thought to my, and it turned out that she hated men. Oh, interesting! So every mm. every scene, it's a free association. Uh, it's a free association yeah. thing. So I guess if you brought your uh, your your sketch or your art in right. with you to the therapist's office, they could tell what you're right. thinking. <laughs> All right, don't ever do that. And nineteen, you're on Love Line with Pavement. Hi. Hey.
10: I have a question. Go ahead. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for four years, and for the past two years, he's been trying to get me to do it with another female partner.
5: By yourself? Huh? By yourself with another female?
10: Well, he wants to watch, and then he wanted to join in. <laughs> and he was again here. making me watch some pornos, and I got to thinking that I think I'm attracted to him.
5: To, to him? To and women?
10: To females.
5: Uh Uh And this
4: is Right, after this uh, clockwork uh, orange-esque brainwashing That's gone, uh, you know, 55 hours of non-stop pornography on a reel With a couple of uh, uh, popsicle sticks holding your eyelids open And him spraying you with Visine Now you've decided (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've you've decided you're attracted to women
10: I I don't know, I just I kind of fantasize about it sometimes Right And I don't know if I do it Just to get them off my back, like if I want to do it, just to please.
4: Why? Why do you need experimenting sexually so people (laughs) leave you alone? Is uh, probably not the greatest road to go down. Yeah.
5: First of all, it's not something you're into. Uh, Yeah. That Anne is not into this. Secondly, Mm -hmm. if you do this, your relationship is going to be doomed. Uh, The the threesomes destabilize relationships in always virtually always unanticipated ways. Yeah. And uh, it will really make you. Feel things that you can't predict, and it will affect the relationship in and the long you'll term. You'll
4: probably end up resenting him for uh, at sort the least of cajoling for, you yeah. into doing something that you didn't necessarily want to do.
5: Why do you feel the need to be in a relationship in which you are abused? Well, she's not being abused, she's, she's being just abused. being prodded a little she's bit. She's being abused, I'm she is forced to watch porno, and now I think I mean, it's huh. three years. Well, listen,
4: of- if I was in a relationship where I was forced to watch porno, it would not be <laughs> abused, it would be a perk.
5: I mean, why, so why, you know. I mean, but the point is, Ann is not allowed to have any independent feelings. Ann?
10: Yeah. Uh,
4: can we ask your boyfriend if you're allowed to have independent feelings, or do you want to comment on that?
10: Well, I am. He just—I don't know. The first two years of our relationship, we used to sex like almost four to five times a day, and now he's lucky. Now we're lucky if we do it like twice a week. And why is that? I'm not sure. It's—he just tries to pressure me into it too much.
5: Right. It's—he just—he. You're not allowed or you're not able to assert what it is you need in this relationship. So maybe you begin to blossom once again and become reinvolved in the physical relationship. He's pressuring you and been pulling you and controlling you in all kinds of ways.
4: Why Why are you so attached to this guy, Ann? Oh,
10: uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm in love with him. I'm not sure.
4: I guess. All right. Ann, oh, boy. On. I smell some gambling I'll coming on. Ann, how old is this guy?
10: He's 20.
4: Uh-huh. And what's he do for a living? Goes to junior college.
10: No, he works.
4: Really, he smoke mm-hmm. pot every day. Huh? Does he smoke much pot?
10: Um, every once in a
5: while. Uh, is Alcohol? It, does he live at home?
10: Yeah, he does.
5: All Alcohol? Right. Does he use much? Drink much beer? No.
10: No. He drinks right, beer. I'm,
5: I'm labeling uh, the guy a loser.
10: Mm not really. I mean, we have a 3-year-old son and he's- oh, oh, I knew it. God. I knew
4: it. I knew they had the kids. Oh, it's doomed. Oh, well, uh, wait till the child uh, comes of age and then involve him in the threesome. I think would be the only safe thing
5: to do, Ann. Why did you get What about getting married or having a family? Um,
10: we're engaged
5: right now to get married. All right. Threesomes are not good things for committed relationships, okay? Uh, I would suggest you guys seek some premarital counseling though because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here that God knows you don't really want it to play out during your your marriage, and on behalf of your child, get a stable environment going and raise this kid properly. Okay, uh, all right. Did, Anne. You, did you have alcoholic parents, Anne?
10: Uh, my dad was. Yeah.
5: And, and this guy may be an alcoholic, too. Should, huh?
4: should I give Drew another dollar? Yeah. Or is that all right? can you? Is he allowed to give right answers without being paid? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember what etiquette it is anymore in here. Please, uh, let's get some change <laughs> together and give yeah, it to take Drew. take
5: my wallet. Uh, and, and, and I suspect this guy may be an alcoholic, too, that you're, you're dealing uh, with.
10: I've been with them
5: before, years, and I rarely ever see them drink. I'm not saying use much use much substance yet, but just be be. You may have the biology. You may have the yeah the genetics, and uh, just so just be real careful and get a lot of help and uh, make a stable family for and the child. And
4: no more kids. <laughs> Do you understand me? Okay. Why you pregnant now? Yeah. Oh <laughs> oh, and and it, you two don't live together.
10: Uh, we did, but I moved. I moved. <laughs> Why? He broke up for a period of time
4: Right, because he was being abusive he physically?
10: Well, it's, it was At the beginning of the relationship I always wanted the sex and he didn't Ugh. And then he started wanting the sex And I started pushing him away
4: Alright, oh, who's taking care of this child? Where are you living?
10: I'm living at home with my parents right now
4: Alright, are you uh, getting money from the state? No You're not? Mm-mm. And uh, you're not going to be getting any, any, any money For the second child as well? No Good. Good. All right. Tell, tell your parents to uh, wise up and get you some birth control, please. And no more children. Do you hear me?
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, please. This is the uh, unraveling of the fabric of society. This is what you're listening to tonight right yeah. here. 19, has a 3-year-old. Uh, her biggest worry is a threesome. Never mind the 3-year-old. Let's, yeah, uh, let's concentrate that. on the threesome. <laughs> I'm pregnant again. Uh, the guy uh, smokes pot and lives at home. This is it. Who foots the bill for this? I'll tell you who does. Uh, Edward James almost does. Yes, it's only one guy. I, you thought I was going to say the taxpayers? No. Well, who, who the hell is he? <laughs> He's an actor.
5: Well, yeah.
4: Oh, please. Uh, Drew. <laughs> Drew just know. does not leave the house. All right. Uh, <laughs> only, go,
5: only go to the hospital.
4: No more children. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll have more payment. Drew, you want to sell the hell out
5: of the next call? Yeah. Here's Karen. has been on hold for 98 98- <laughs> Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo yo, kick some flavor and stop in love and line. I'll be right back in a I minute. Mean, I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not straight like me. <laughs>
0: Hey, this
11: is Bernie Brenner, the co-founder of TrueCar.com, and I'm inviting you to download my new podcast, Extreme Biz Dev. Each week, we're going to look at the new deals that just happened. We're going to talk to great CEOs and heads of biz dev that I respect. Then we're going to talk about things that just piss me off. And, of course, no Extreme Biz Dev podcast could finish without giving you the tip of the week. So download and listen to Extreme Biz Dev with Bernie Brenner, which is available every week on Podcast podcast1.com. That's PodcastONE.com.
4: All right. Uh, getting some uh, heady discussion about um inclining populace and uh the pavement guys were talking about their uh, mandatory sterilization for people of color during I mean it was uh, really quite a heady conversation we we're having there during the uh, during yeah. the break. Oh, I'm sorry guys, you didn't no. want to say that. You are oh, okay. an a hole too.
5: <laughs>
11: Troublemaker is what yeah, I call
5: yeah. him. Yeah, no, it's ass. It's just he's, he's trying to offend people just for the sake of uh, doing it. Why not? That's yeah. good radio. All
4: right. Hey, uh, Ann, is uh, Fomke Jensen on tomorrow uh, Now, I saw it written on your uh, tote board at, in your office there, Ann. It said Fromke in a couple of places, and I thought it was Fomke Jensen. It's Fromke.
12: Fromke. Fromke. Yeah, Jensen.
4: Uh, all right, Fromka Jansen is uh, the uh, vixen from the uh, latest Bond film that came out, GoldenEye. She's the one who strangles <clears throat> Pierce Brosnan with her thighs.
5: Isn't she going to be an anaconda, too? Isn't that her? Yes. City of Industry. Who's going to be an anaconda? I
4: think she's going to be an anaconda, too. What? Yeah, okay. Ice, ice Cube's an, an, an anaconda. Oh,
5: okay.
4: I, I, I'm getting an anaconda riff from her, too. Yeah. Anyway, there's a new movie about a huge snake that comes out and... Uh, <laughs> Adam, did you read the bio I gave you? On uh, Frumke? Yeah. No. Okay. We, we've had her
5: before. I mean, we've met yeah, her Yeah, she's before. a... She's
4: well,
12: then you guys tell me what uh. she's in.
4: All right. She's an incredible piece of ass. She's right. from, a, like, Denmark. She speaks a thousand languages. She's very oh. open sexually. Dutch. Dutch. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> she's one of the parts of Europe where they give it up real easy and everyone's loaded.
12: Danish women don't give it up that easy. Oh, right?
4: she certainly does. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I get her tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> she is just six foot of uh, white dynamite, this woman. is uh, quite a looker and uh, very articulate. So we'll have a good time with her tomorrow night. All right. Tonight we're having fun with Scott and Steve yeah. from Pavement. All right. All right. Not as much fun as we'll have with Frommke, yeah. but we're having a, a good top. time.
11: That was her name in that 007. Movie. I think oh, we, we did he see her top, or on a top Right. Or the pond. I
2: think we did see her tonight at our hotel. She was yeah, checking she was in. one of them. Seriously? Yeah, it, it had to be her because she was talking in a Danish accent and she very six tall, six foot, tall, so unquote, just blonde.
4: built like a burlap sack full of bobcats. Yes. Wow. All right. So uh, that we will, I will sex her down tomorrow night. All right, I, let's I, get on with it. We know okay, that. We,
5: we'll be there. I'll All be right. here too.
4: Yes, yeah, true. And you'll be watching. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Taking copious notes. What? Anne. Oh please, Anne! What's she say? Ann is uh, uh, Anne is the one who's never. What does a burlap cliche.
12: sack full of bobcats look like?
4: It's good, believe me. <laughs> believe me, we, we know he likes it. Whatever it
5: is, <laughs> I, I don't quite know either. but Wait, he's we, smiling? Yeah,
4: it's a good thing to be built like I'm a burlap trying, sack get full the of visual bobcats. And I wasn't real sure. Well, about if it. you're built like a burlap sack full of doorknobs, uh, that's bad. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Karen.
15: Hi.
4: Hey, you're 22. You're on Loveline. Um. You've been on hold for 106 minutes. Yeah, it's been a long time. All right. All right. Let's move on. No, I'm kidding. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
15: I'm really shy. And um, it's hard for me to um, meet other people and for me to, like, go out on dates and stuff because I'm really shy. And I was wondering if the doctor had, like, um, any suggestions for getting over shyness. Uh, You're
5: 22. You're People don't really get over shyness. Uh, you, no, they don't. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you just learn how to deal with it. It's really more than anything.
4: Although, let me let me cite a case: uh, heavyweight uh, boxer George Foreman. Huh. Now. Uh, people remember George Foreman, especially uh, with this movie coming out, uh, When We Were Kings, I think it is, the uh, Muhammad Ali big fight in Zaire with uh, Foreman. It's a documentary. And uh, Foreman was a a (laughs) real menacing uh, character. He didn't talk much. He always had a puss on. He was angry. He was introverted. He never heard the guy say anything. And, uh, and, he, and
5: now he's a spokesman for the Disney Channel.
4: Right. He finished. No, he's selling. Uh, no, he's,
5: he is. He's on the Disney Channel he, all day long.
4: Yes, and he's selling like yeah, the George Foreman uh, patty uh, melt maker yeah. on uh, the QVC Channel, and he's all mouth. I wish he'd shut up now, actually. But the, the point is, you know, knock out the fat. <laughs> I love when they do that. I love when they work in whatever the guy's profession is. You guys would be rocking the fat out. Uh, yeah, he's knocking yeah, the fat yeah. out. So you know it's a good product, but the deal is, is this guy never said a word, and now he's uh, this big jovial, uh, lovable clown.
11: Yeah, but back then he didn't have to say a word; he just had to knock out people. Now he has to talk to make money.
5: That—that is—that uh, but, but, is true. But the point is that, that shy people underneath that often are very, out, you know, very outgoing, very you know, gregarious. You're getting shy all of a sudden. What are you? I'm very about? shy. I'm terribly shy. I'm you an, are. An, I'm, oh. But I've, I've had to with that my whole life. Like here in the workplace, you're yeah. having conflict. No, I've learned to about. overcome it. I've learned my, my way of overcoming it is uh having a job to do and if getting I, if, loaded yeah. before the show. No. If I know yeah. I have a job to do and I know how to do my job, I'm not shy. I'm right. not scared anymore. All right. So, so that, that's my job? way. Of doing. Karen, what do you do? Do you uh you a heavyweight boxer or you a radio host?
15: Uh neither.
5: No.
4: What do you do?
15: Um I'm a lab assistant.
4: All right. No talking going on in the lab by the way. No. Yeah. Occasional nod, maybe slap on the ass, but no talking.
11: Is that a long-time <laughs> career job? Is that Anne. something forever?
4: Producer Ann wants to know if you're built like a burlap sack full of bobcats. <laughs> uh,
11: no.
15: Are there I'm any
5: right. Are there any cultural issues that have led to you being sort of uh, trained to be shy and withdrawn? Um, no,
15: not not really.
5: What um, What is your nationality?
15: Um. Well, I'm biracial.
4: Uh, what is your what? What would be those? Uh, please stop making us guess the nationality. I'm going to spin the big nationality window and see where it uh, wheel and see where it lands. Well, what are you? Okay. You're um, not Jewish.
3: No, I'm not Jewish.
4: Not I'm, a shy Jewish person alive.
15: I'm um, half black and half Italian.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Now there's the, the, they're both uh, there's both loudmouth breeds. The Italians and the blacks. Absolutely. This is a very strange mixture for being quiet.
15: Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not loud at all. Also, probably so very, very. It's really. Um. It's in fact, I'm like totally nervous. Hold
4: on a second, Drew's out. having a
5: conversation with um, <laughs> like all right. uh, Mr. Air. All right, look, who, 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 what are you saying, Drew? I'm just. Are you Are you attractive? Do you have guys coming up to you all the time?
15: Yeah, a lot, and I. I kind of get. Um, I guess intimidated because a lot of them are like really raunchy, and uh, it, it puts me off. Yeah, it you, you've
5: t- got like, right. You need. You need to find guys that. You need to be able to walk up to the guys that you want to have a relation with and uh strike up a conversation, right? But you, I
15: mean, at the same time, I don't really have like the confidence
5: to, to do, do
4: that, that. You need yeah. a German guy. Or you need German <laughs> guys never talk. You n- you My need sister's a, you need, married a German guy. Can't get a
5: word out of you guy. You need a place or, or some—I mean, some means of, of meeting people. I mean, you got to look upon it as a job. You've got board, whether it's networking through German other, embassy, networking through other friends, or, or some way of having it be part of the circumstance that you would be interacting with people, so you don't have to go, overcome that original barrier of having to go up to people. Right. You know what I'm saying?
15: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying.
5: But listen,
4: you're attractive. There, there will be nice guys who uh, come up and talk to you. Uh, don't go to the raves or, or and, you know, don't go to the dance clubs. Rely They're on your gonna, friends to yes, network with people. That's let your friends Cause, cause
5: that's you're Because you're not shy. I mean, you're not shy talking to us. You're, you're, you're able to express yourself, and you're, you're a reasonably open person. You're shy dealing with social circumstances. And See now, Drew.
4: Them. You thought she was Asian because uh, that is a culture. I wondered if that was it, where yeah. the where the women are taught to sort of uh, mine their p's and q's. Right, right. That's why I, I love that wrong. Asian culture. But uh, Italians, big loudmouths. I'm an Italian. Yeah, well. Blacks, loudmouths. This I, I thought she I thought she'd be like a walking a megaphone with that mixture in the background. But no, hmm. she turned. All right, uh, I'm done uh, uh, offending cultures, and when we come back, I'll uh, offend the band. Well, there be the Smashing Dumplings there for you, yeah, boys. That's the one.
11: I like that song a lot.
4: I detect a note of sarcasm in no, the voice no, 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 i no,
11: serious. Good drums.
4: Yeah. And I think I could drum that song, really. It's
11: probably a drum machine.
4: I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, Smashing Pumpkins, either. I, there's a couple of songs of theirs I like, and there are uh, other ones I loathe with a vengeance <laughs> that uh, if I hear that goddamn uh, rat in a cage uh, maybe
11: the, the oh, pumpkins him, the singer
4: oh yes I. I'm, please I,
11: I'm i so tired of whining maybe that's that's yourself you're tired of whining yourself and you see that in him and that's why you don't like
4: it yeah but you know what I think I bitch more than I whine <laughs>
11: go figure
4: I don't like it. I don't mind a, I don't mind a bitching but I, I hate a whining
11: yeah bitching is alright no whining I don't like whiners either we
4: Whining is uh whining is like uh it's it's bitch without the zest.
11: Yeah, you need to be able to cut and burn.
4: Yeah, it's an uninspired bitch. Speaking of uh, my uninspired bitch, uh, Doctor Drew. Let's get going. Ah, yes. (laughs) Drew does not like to work a second longer than he needs to. All (laughs) right. uh, Pavement, thank you very much for showing up. Uh, Scott and Steve, we do appreciate it. Uh, Bright in the Corners is the name of the CD. It is out everywhere, and go find it. And uh, Fomke, don't call me Fromke, (laughs) Jansen will be in here tomorrow night. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of the burlap sack. Until then, I'm Adam Kroll. For Dr. Drew, say mahalo.
0: This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily. Limo service for Loveline guests provided by Fox Limousine. Hi, this is Sir, Shirley. Wasn't for me. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Said Oboe. Oboe, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.